everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic, Robbie. I really appreciated how much this episode put gaming in a whole new light. I'm going to be just like Marge. Well, I don't know what that means, Matt. When you say, what do you mean, just like? Oh, she becomes a power gamer by being everyone's friend and then kills them in the back. And then when she's done with that, she she's the best player. That's not what she does. I don't. I feel like that's. I feel like people. There's a more than you. Okay. It feels like a lot of people misrep misrepresent what Marge is doing in this game, and like I don't. Okay. We're going to talk about it. Hey, guys, we have Brighton Bar supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. You can listen to dozens of hours of me and Matt yakking. Uh, hundreds, hundreds of hours of me and Matt yakking about The Simpsons broadly and about just things. Bonus episodes about all kinds of stuff. Now, frankly, and new episode reviews of Bob's Burgers, King of the Hill. Uh, so the new Simpsons episodes, Rick and Morty, three season. Did we do three seasons of Rick and Morty before I gave up? I think we only had two before you gave up. No, I did. We did three. I was questioning if we did, we did four. Three? Okay, I we didn't do four. Uh, no, we, we, we definitely but, didn't do four. But we did three, and then I went. Oh, I can't take this man anymore, Matt. Uh, <laughs> can't take him. Uh, but that's all there. You should go support us there. We love all the people who do. This week's episode is Marge Gamer, episode JBF10, originally aired April 22nd, 2007, written by J. Stewart Burns, directed by Bob Anderson, received a 4 rating with 6.5 million viewers. Kind of low. A little bit low. That's a low rating. Um, oh, no. And I, I don't know. I don't, who knows why? Uh, the Couch Gag. A copy of the Springfield Shopper spins into frame. The headline reads, Couch Gag Thrills Nation with a photo of the Simpsons. On the couch. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's nothing crazy major. Yeah, it's fine. Um, this episode guest stars Ronaldo as himself in what might be one of the worst guest appearances ever. On the oh, show. my God. Not only is his character terrible, the voice acting is bad. And I'm not I'm not faulting Ronaldo for that uh, because, I mean, he, he's a soccer player. He's, he's not an actor. He's not a voice actor. I mean... <laughs> They also give him the worst possible uh, character to play. I mean, I mean, he's he's himself, and that sort of like it's a very it's very strange. I mean, he plays himself, but a very horrible version of himself. It doesn't it doesn't make <laughs> it's exposes not, floppers. It doesn't. I I okay. Uh, uh, oh, Marge Gamer. Okay. Um, episode begins, Matt. Episode begins in a, with a PTA meeting and. Lots of budget cuts always. We got a lot of gags here about budget cuts and blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, Springfield Elementary is cheap. Uh, then we have an email sign-up sheet. Skinner wants a, emails from every parent, I guess. Why? Why does Skinner? Why? I'm suspicious. What do you want everyone email uh, address? Maybe, maybe they're, they're going to start uh, emailing out when the school is closed. Why didn't he just say that then? I don't like the... I don't like people asking for my email address when they're not telling me. It's usually just because they want to sell my email to people, Matt. That's what usually be the exactly. That's why you always give them the fake one. I don't. Which of my seven email addresses is the fake one? Uh, the one you make that you give and never check. Oh, I just use. Okay, never. That's uh, fair enough. Um, Marge doesn't have an email address. She panics. She doesn't have an email address. Which checks Marge, out. Don't you have an email address? Everyone has an email address. Two thousand seven. Yeah, by two thousand seven, my mother had an email address. By two thousand seven. She might not ever check her email, but she certainly had an email address. <laughs> um, 
but Marge is upset. She she wants to get online. You know, she wants to be one of the she everyone else has an email address. Um so Lisa helps Marge get online. Here, this is I'm gonna a plus, okay? I don't I think this episode is fine as a whole. I think it's fine. Aggressively average is what I would describe this episode as. Yeah, it's weird because this episode in general eh. You think it's going to be stupid. Oh, Marge is going to play an MMO and Lisa gets involved in soccer. But honestly, the interactions between the characters are actually pretty good. But the humor is a huge letdown. Oh, what are you talking about, Matt? What humor? You don't like a joke about mm. um, the Internet? I, I mean, I'm I'm not a big fan of jokes about the Internet in any era, whether it be the dial up era of the late 90s all the way through jokes of today about the Internet, uh, because the Internet is just a thing thing it's not it's not something you you you, uh that's funny in itself you have to make put more thought into it than that well i mean i think it is like i i think it's easier to make jokes about the internet today than it was in 2007 and i think that's the thing that that's the thing that strikes me most about this uh about at least the internet centered stuff early on here is that in 2007 the internet was it was a bigger place you know like not not literally because there's way more websites now than there were in 2007. But we it was I feel like we were more disparate. We were spread out more and now things are more centered on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, etc. Like it feels like if you're on the internet, you don't go to 50 sites in a day. You go to four sites in a day. And then Ugh, and yeah. they and they they, you know, aggregate stuff, etc. And I feel like this episode, that's the difference to me, is that it's easier today to make jokes about the internet because you just make jokes about Facebook. You know, you just make jokes about Twitter because that's where a lot of people spend a lot of time or Reddit, you know, whatever. Um, And the jokes here are centered around lots of disparate things, which more reflect that. But, you know, it's harder to make jokes because the internet, when you say the internet, it's a different thing to every single different person, you know, like... In 2007 in particular, everyone had their own little niche place they went. And now it's, you know, most people you know probably just go to Facebook, unfortunately. So, unfortunately. unfortunately. The problem with that is that that way Facebook controls everything you see rather than you controlling what you see. But, you know, yes, I, I've, I've sounded off enough on that. Let's have a, hey, Matt, let's talk about Facebook for 45 minutes. How does that sound? The Simpsons podcast? But no, I'm not. I'm just not serious. I don't want to do that. So... Marge wants to get online. So Lisa helps, and we get a montage of Marge discovering the internet. 629,000 results. Wow. And all this time, I thought Googling yourself meant the other thing. It's our house. But what's that thing? Everyone can see you. Get inside. Never. Just put on a towel! Why don't I just put on a dress? <laughs> Homer, you've met my parents. Not naked, I haven't. That internet has it all. Today I found I had the same birthday as Randy Quaid. I map-quested a great new route to the armory. And I got a list of local houses where I'm not letting you kids trick-or-treat anymore. I'm proud of you, Mom. You're like Christopher Columbus. You discovered something millions of people knew about before you. Hmm. That is a solid Columbus joke. That's a good, yeah, I was going to say. Like, 
there's a lot of guys in here that do not land. That's very tough. I mean, to be fair, Matt, I laughed more than once in this episode, okay? It's I think the the my standards are the lowest they could possibly be because this is a season 18 Simpsons episode. But I will say that there are a couple good gags among a lot of losers. But in some episodes, they're all losers. Uh, the Columbus gag in this instance is pretty good. Um, Homer naked in the backyard. Eh, whatever. March, let him it's be. Like it's we've a, seen that before. Yeah. yeah. It's his backyard. Let him be naked. Like, and plus, I, just so everyone's clear, satellite footage is not real time. That would not, be No one. I think in 2007, that joke is a little bit more reasonable than it is now because we all know how it works. Um, and I think there's a lot of things where you're like, oh, I know how this works. That's not how the work doesn't make the joke doesn't make any sense. Um, so Marge is addicted, effectively, which I think is interesting. And I, I think they could they could have taken this episode in that direction because, you know, we Marge has the has has a history of a, of a being addicted to gambling. And I feel like you could easily spin that into being addicted to the Internet. Oh, yeah, you really could. Yeah. But they don't do that, which is OK. I don't mind what they do with this. Um but she's just she's on the computer and she's on the computer all night uh, going to doing different things. Um, we should I will also add that if Marge's birthday is the same as Randy Quay, that means Marge's birthday is October 1st. Well, there we, we, we now have it. We now know when Marge's birthday is. And if she meant did she mean just the day or did she mean the day and year? That's the other question, because Randy Quay was born in 1950. Was Marge born in 1950? I don't think so. Sure. That makes her a little too old. I mean, it, when the show started, no, that was about right. But when now, yes, she is much too young for that. No, I mean, I th- I would put her like mid fifties, not the not the nineteen fifty. Because if like in nineteen eighty nine, she would be thirty four. Well, she's what a year younger than Homer. Uh, well, that's a good question, man. <laughs> I oh. don't know. Because I should know. Yes. Um. Yes, but how many? How 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 much younger? Who <laughs> we don't know. Um. Marge is addicted. And she stumbles across uh, a video game, an MMO called Earthland Realms, uh, and she's interested and ends up creating a character. Earthland Realms? Earthland Realms is a multiplayer online role-playing game. Do you agree to the following terms and conditions? For amusement only, credit card information may be sold to Korean gangsters. Just click agree. Step one, create your character. Let's see, what kind of goofy goobly should I be? Whoa, look at those bazooms. Who designed this character? Probably a man. I can make her look any way I want. Let's see, hair, blue, shoes, sensible, body type, olive oil. Face, other, that's better. Now let's roll. Play. Wow. It's like a renaissance fair, but without all the chubby couples. Can I just say this is the best commentary on female representation in video games, uh, short of, um, oh, God, what was her name? Uh, oh, uh, I've got to remember it, Robbie, unless you tell me first. I don't know what you're thinking of, so I have no idea what. Uh, Anita Sarkeesian. Whew, thank you. It came to me eventually. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, th- there is a, uh, yeah, like that's a solid gag, you know, like, oh, look at, you know, that, and the, frankly is still relevant. Um, and I, and like, 
I don't know. I feel like, like obviously, this video game is not a real video game. No, I mean, it's basically a fake version of World of Warcraft and every other fantasy MMO. But, I mean, it doesn't even... It doesn't accurately portray a video game. It does not accurately portray even close to what WoW was or is or any game ever was. It feel it, it is very much a... But here is what I interpret this as and why I think I'm softer on it. And I think some people are, I think a lot of people are very like, Oh, this, this isn't a real game. This isn't what is like, what is this South Park? Did it better, etc. cetera. Um, there, there's other shows who have also done the same thing, but to me, what we're seeing when we see the game footage is Marge's vision of the game. That is what well, that's I, a good point, cause it's how she sees it. Right. And I, I feel like that is how Marge is, thinking of it in her mind as she is moving her character around and doing stuff. I don't think of it as this is literally the graphics of the game. This is literally what we're watching. I think it is we're seeing this through the lens of Marge. And I feel like that is more forgiving because Marge is not a gamer. Marge is barely. So it was, she wasn't even a computer user until a day ago. So like, obviously it's going to be a little weird and stilted, and be a little corny because that's what Marge is. Uh, that's why I love her. Um, but she gets obsessed. Uh, she ends up playing through the night without even realizing it. Um, and basically can't pull herself away. Really? She is kind of addicted. Uh, and we see more, t- we, we b- basically, um, end the act with her in Earthland realms experiencing, and we get a little glimpse of what the game is and Marge's experience in it. What are you kids doing up so late? We just got up. It's 7 a.m. <gasps> I was on the computer all night. Actually, it's Saturday. <gasps> I played a day and the night. Bart, it's not Saturday. Shh. <laughs> check on my elf self. Hmm. Thank you. Come again. A pool? Oh, Mrs. Homer, how nice to see you in the realms. How did you get on my game? Are you a virus? Oh, no. I, too, am online playing. That Cobra King over there is actually Snake. The prison guards think I'm getting my online law degree. Ha, <laughs> ha. And that beguiling enchantress is Mrs. Crabubble. This game is a great way to meet eligible men who can afford a computer. <sighs> or have access to one of the school library. It's amazing how you can be a turkey in every reality. What's important is we're talking. I'm Mo. I'm playing this while I'm on a can. Wow, Mo! You're a troll! What? No. My character's supposed to look like me. Why does everyone keep thinking I'm a troll? I, I also hear. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll. I'll say it, man. I laughed when mm-hmm. when Mo just went under the bridge and went and made, and made nonsense noises. Okay, you are allowed to find that funny. I, I found it. I. I think there's multiple. I think all my laughs in that. I think I had two out loud laughs. This is one of them. I think both of them are just, just because I was kind of surprised taking. I like the, it surprised me with the kind of absurdity, and this is one moment where where Mo just just makes that noise. And I'm like, I was not expecting it, uh, and it got me. Um, 
so we this is our, we get a little glimpse of the game and I don't mind this honestly I don't mind this I don't think I don't take this as this is literally what the game looks like or feels like I think this again I take this as this is what Mars sees in the game um you know we're not literally it's I don't know if, how we're you know if there's voice chatter i don't need those answers like i don't care about any of that you know i don't really care about the mechanics of the game i don't care if it really works like that marge wouldn't understand any of that stuff uh so mar like i am totally cool with this being like an abstract idea of what marge sees this is when we come to the end of the first act when we see our big bad we see the big evil guy in the game. He's the Shadow Knight. Everyone's everyone's afraid of him. Uh, we see the Shadow Knight coming to town, wherever this little weird town that Mar this I guess the starting town that Marge is in, and it comes into town, uh, starting trouble, and ends up killing Skinner's character. Skinner's playing some turkey or something like a weird fantasy turkey. I don't know. I mean, I expect Skinner to to play the the worst thing possible Probably. so that, that checks out yeah he, who knows what skinner like skinner accidentally picked the worst uh race uh in the game so uh, and he's skinner is immediately killed by the shadow knight everyone is completely afraid uh and then we see a poo's character start eating the corpse of skinner's character which i 100 percent believe that you immediately loot the body and get whatever you need from Always. it. Otherwise, it just otherwise it just despawns and it's wasted. It's a waste. Yeah, you got to grab it. You got to grab whatever they have, and even if it's just meat. Who cares? It's not. It's not cannibalism. They're a different race. Um, Marge leaves because she doesn't want to watch this happening. Leaves the game. Starts to do some laundry, which I th- like. That's a nice little touch where she just grabs a load of laundry and gets to work. Like, yeah, she's still being a mom. And then she hears Bart, and she realizes that Bart is the Shadow Knight. Dun dun. That's when we we go to commercial at seven minutes and fifty one seconds. Such a beautiful way to go to a commercial, Robbie. Thank you. We all really appreciate it's that. Very, it's it there. It's a there. It's that is not that. Not, see, like what? Okay, here. This is the a plot. I'm gonna say this is the a plot, right? You agree? You agree with me that on that? This is the a yes. plot. This is like no. There is an, a single inciting incident, right? But it doesn't take seven minutes to get there. It takes three minutes to get there. We get we have an inciting incident with a PTA meeting. Marge needs an email address, gets on a computer, starts playing a game. We get multiple minutes of her in the game building this world, you know, building the world of the game and building a relationship of Marge with the game. And then you get a turn. We have a tu- the turn is not the the setup of the plot. The turn is we have the plot set up. The turn is adding conflict to this plot, which is, oh, this big bad in the game is my son. I, it's a surprise. I don't mind this at all. I think it's actually if it if they paid it off better, it would have been great. And But they don't. Of course, act three again comes to ruin everything. But at this point, I am perfectly content with this. Yes. Uh, and we're about to get a B plot uh, because I, I guess they just felt that they needed to involve uh, Homer and Lisa in some uh, way. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But first, uh, we get uh, Marge interfering with Bart's gameplay. Uh, she is saying, "Hey, you know, I'm." She confronts Bart in the game, and it goes downhill from there. Racer Knight, what is it, Lady Millhouse? I'm not a lady. It's a spell. A spell you said you'd reverse. Yeah, yeah, it's on my list. Anyway, someone's here to see you. Hi, Bart. It's your mom. I'm in your video game with you. What? Oh, why, Millhouse? 
house. Don't you look pretty? It's a spell. <laughs> Mom, what are you doing in my game? How would you like it if I suddenly started going shopping with you? I like that very much. <laughs> Uh, what can I get you, Mr. Shadow Knight, sir? Uh, grog? Grog light? Uh, diet grog with lemon? Just wring the blood from this pixie head. Yes, sir. Hi, everybody. How do you play this game? Uh, 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 oh. <laughs> now, flog yourself with this mace while reciting the Goblin's Code. Goblin's Code. Yes, sir. All goblins must be free of visible worms. Oh! In the presence of a lady, a goblin must remove his hat and ears. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bart, are you drinking? Mom! <laughs> You're making me look bad in front of my minions. If they think less of you because of me, then they're not really your minions. Ooh, I am going off to explore the crevices of Lagrimar. Great! I'll come with you. Shouldn't you bundle up? Here, let me enchant your pants. Mars just can't avoid being a mom, even in a video game. Also, I don't feel like that game would be very fun for the, uh, Dr. Nick or a lot of people who are under Bart's heel. I mean... It was a very early MMO. I was going to say, Matt, like, if you think back to, like, EverQuest or Ult Ultima Online, Ultima, Ult I think oh, Ultima yeah. Online is absolutely a perfect example. Because Ultima Online literally had peasants. Like, you literally were, you'd be like, oh, I'm a poor person. I'm trying to get rich, but I, right for now, I am a serf or whatever. You know, like, and so I, again, I don't necessarily think that this is, like, literally in the game. Like, I don't think of it that way. I think of it as, like, a visual representation of what is in the game. Because there are certainly games where you kill something, you take something from them, and you eat it. Or you turn it into food or into a potion or something. And you don't really ever see that on screen because our game for a long time were just and they're still not really great at visually representing that stuff. But no. you can there are certainly games where there's horror games today where you kill and harvest your enemies in like asymmetric gameplay. So I'm not again, and and there's a lot of weird people who like who like, you know, getting murdered or like treated poorly. There's people like that in real life. I mean, so. basically anyone anyone who likes PvP in an MMO is, is that kind of person. <laughs> oh, I just want to be able to die and lose all my stuff when I'm out in the world. That sounds like fun. <laughs> I mean, there's sometimes that element of threat and danger makes it makes it a little bit more exciting, man. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Okay. Anyway, mm -hmm. we're gonna get now. Now we're to the B plot or the crappy part of this episode. I was, uh, which it's not all bad, but why is it here? <laughs> like, why we don't need it? Yeah, no. So, to explain, okay, so Lisa has decided she's going to get into soccer. We get a horrible bit of why she's into soccer, which is a, it seems to be an Indian version of Bend It Like Beckham. Uh, we're going to skip right over that. So, uh, Lisa goes to a soccer game with her first uh, team. Uh, the ref doesn't show up or is incapacitated in some way, so Homer volunteers to take over. The problem is, Homer is a terrible ref because he doesn't know how to play soccer. Um and he makes tons of terrible calls. He embarrasses himself. He pukes in a upside down uh, orange cone. I mean, he's just he's bad all around. So uh, at the end of the game, Lisa castigates him for his inefficiencies. Oh, I thought it went real well uh, until I swallowed the whistle. You don't even know the rules. This could be my new thing, and you're turning it into a joke. Hilarious joke? Sadly, no. I'm disappointed with the way you acted today. 
but I'm not surprised. <sighs> so, as you can see, Lisa is upset, Homer is sad, and has swallowed a whistle. That's where we're at after our first exposure to the B-plot, and it's just going to go downhill from there. I, like... <sighs> There ain't a, there isn't time for this, Matt. Like there is not time for a Lisa Homer plot in this. No, we need uh, more time with the A plot with, with Bart and Marge, but we don't get it. And even the time we do get is not great. To be fair, this Lisa Homer plot could easily be an A plot to an episode. It could easily like I again I do not mind the premise of this B plot because it could be really interesting, but it has so little time. They just like shortcut you and shortcut you and short. It has. Let me see. I'm going to count. So this is the first scene. Then there's a, there's a second scene. I think there are five, maybe five scenes in this B plot. That is literally, that is like, it's a Lisa, Lisa is, a, it's a Lisa Homer plot. So there's a lot of character movement in it. There's a lot of emotional involvement and investment needed. Five scenes, none of them more than a minute long are not enough. Well, yeah. And it's just, yeah. And it, it's bad enough that these scenes are barely there in a plot that obviously could have used more time, but they're bad on top of that, which <laughs> we'll get to. Yes. So we go back to the A plot. Uh, Marge is just tooling around in the game, uh, falls down a, a, a ravine or something, and the bullies are there. Uh, Dolph, Jimbo, and Kearney, uh, they're about to beat her up when Bart comes in and saves the day uh, because Bart is the Shadow Knight and he is better than everything else. So... Good job, Bart. You saved your mom. And we leave that. There's just a cutout for, for that to happen. And then we go back to the B-plot. So back in the B-plot, Homer watched a lot of soccer. soccer. Now he, he understands the game. Uh, he, he knows what he's supposed to do. He's going to be good at it. But he makes a controversial call that benefits Lisa. Uh, Jessica Lovejoy, I think, is running towards the uh, the goal. Uh, Lisa gets into like a little interaction with her. Lisa falls and Homer calls Jessica Lovejoy for tripping. Of course, the Lovejoys pop up and say, oh, no, you're just uh, she didn't trip her. Your your daughter tripped over her own feet. And this is a legitimate thing. This happens in soccer all the time. But Homer kicks Reverend Lovejoy and Mrs. Lovejoy out of the game because he is a power tripping crazy person. That's well, what always happens to Homer. I, I, I Matt, I can't this like this is a problem like. I get this is not a bad story beat. The idea that Homer wants to get closer to Lisa. So he's like, oh, well, she doesn't. And she doesn't think he's taking this seriously, which he isn't. So he's like, OK, well, I'll take it seriously. I'll watch a bunch of soccer and I'll learn how to ref games and I will be a real referee. And that would be great if we even saw a single scene of that happening. We are just told that now he understands soccer. Oh, OK. We, we like literally like that's at hundreds of hours of re like we don't even have a mo 30 second montage of Homer watching soccer games and understanding it. And you could fit a lot of jokes into that. Like that would be a great time for some gags where Homer's like learning soccer and he's doing and he un does understand it at first. And eventually like I it writes itself, but we don't get that. And it's no. And it would deepen this plot and it would make it make more sense later on and like give us a little bit more deepening of well is homer's making this call because he think i don't i think for one in this case matt i think homer is making this call homer as a referee at least in these when he knows what he's doing we see no evidence that he is calling the game specifically for lisa 
I don't think I don't think that he's doing this to favor Lisa. I think he is making a call that he sees on the field. In this case, yes. And I, I think that's why the following scene makes so much more sense. But because there's no support here, it just feels really rough, like and rushed. Everything about this B plot is so fast. It's just boom, 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 and that's over. You're like, oh, hey, uh, okay, I guess. Well, the A plot gets has some time, but needs probably even more, and we don't really get that either. So, <sighs> could be better. Definitely, definitely could be better. Um, but yeah, so like I was saying, uh, uh, here's where Ronaldo comes in because, like Robbie said, it, this first time it could—it's a legitimate thing. It could have been just that's what Homer saw. But then Lisa begins to take advantage. Ow! She tripped me! Ow! Ow! Foul on the other girl. Lisa gets a penalty kick, and every other kid has to pay her a dollar. That is an outrage. Your daughter's been flopping all day. She has not. Your daughter's a dirty player. Sir, I have sired a dum-dum, a mush head, a what's it, a dog boy, and something with a human face and fish body, what we called Kevin. But my young'uns is not dirty players. I don't need a soccer lecture from a hillbilly. That's hell William to you, sir. How about a lecture from me, Ronaldo? <gasps> Ronaldo? Winner of two World Cups and three FIFA Player of the Year awards? Yes, I am what you said. Now I travel the world, exposing floppers. And your daughter is a flopper. Now, Ronaldo, away! You heard Geraldo. What's it gonna be? <sighs> yellow card! You can't give me a yellow card! You're my father! When I put on these shorts, I'm not your father anymore. And judging by how tight they are, I'm never going to be anyone else's either. This is what I think of your yellow card. Unsportsmanlike conduct. That's a red card. You're out of the game. But, but, oh! Another family broken up by Ronaldo. Yes! So, yes. Ronaldo is very happy about breaking up a family because... I... Matt, Matt, we have to... What... Oh, do we have to talk about how stupid this is? But, it's ev- very obviously, evidently the dumbest thing that's happened in several episodes. Well, it, it's I don't know about I refuse to make claims about how the dumbest of anything that's happened in season 18 of The Simpsons, because I'll immediately have forgotten a thousand <laughs> instances that are better are, are I mean, better, stupider. But just for, like, I, I don't like did they know? Here's my question, Matt. Okay, this is a serious question, and no one but the Simpsons creative staff would be able to answer it, but I want your opinion. Okay. Because we've theorized this before. Did Is this a case where they had they knew Ronaldo was going to be a guest star, and they went, well, I guess we need a soccer plot for him, because why on earth else would he be in the show? Lots of reasons. That's my problem with this. You could just have Ronaldo show up for any reason. You don't have to have him be involved no, in no, soccer. No, in some no, way. no, 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 Matt. He is a famous soccer player, so he has to play the soccer. He has to be in the soccer. We have to have a soccer plot. Soccer, soccer, soccer. Uh, but is it, we said that, it, did they have a soccer plot first and then get it Ronaldo to appear? Or did they have Ronaldo first and write a soccer plot for him? Because I, sus- I suspect a- it's the second one. I suspect they had Ronaldo and then went, uh, here's a soccer plot. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. 
I, I almost feel like this whole tiff between Lisa and Homer has happened several times before. I feel like the tennis episode, Tennis the Menace, kind of gloms onto this. And then sometimes it feels like um, Bart Starr is kind of this again. And they were just like, okay, we can do this again, but with soccer. Uh, Marge and Bart are already involved in this episode, so we'll make it Lisa and Homer. Sure, why not? Yeah, and then there is there is no buildup here for why Lisa suddenly is... Like, we don't ever know why she, like, all we know is she's playing soccer is because she watched Bend It Like Beckham or the Bend It Like Beckham, like, movie or whatever they do. <laughs> like, movie, yes. I mean, it's literally the same, but I don't think they call it Bend It Like, I don't know. Um, but we don't really see build up to she, her taking advantage of Homer being a ref. We just have it immediately, like, she clearly is cheating. And there's never there's no gray like normally you have a character like a, a descent into like being evil you know or committing uh it's not evil it's obviously well, I mean, ain't a, nobody got time for that but there's a descent like oh lisa starts out as this morally upright character she slides into cheating and the soccer why she do that we need a reason uh she wants to like normally like if she just is playing the game because she likes soccer why does she need to be the best why does she need this advantage like why does she care like why does she care enough to cheat? Um, why she's a second grader? I m- hey Matt, I played soccer in second grade. Did I, you know, Robbie? I, I played did, soccer. Did, you, did it con- did it conceive of you to uh, throw yourself on the ground and pretend to be no uh, foul? No, I didn't care. I didn't. We I didn't care if we won. I all I knew I was playing soccer and it was fun. I was in second grade. I didn't care. Like, I, maybe there are, like, Lisa is not that type of kid. Uh, I don't know why, like, there's no whys here. Things are just happening. Uh, and, you know, we just get a, suddenly a, oh, Lisa's cheating and Ronaldo is here. We don't know why. It's not like, oh, he is the, like, he just appears like a superhero. Like, Superman just shows up in Springfield of all places. Like, there's no reasons, no reasons for all this. Um so it's hard to have it's hard to care about it when there is no investment from the creative side of it. You know, they don't show any of the stuff. We're just told to care. I'm like, I don't know. Not going to do that. No, unfortunately, the Simpsons are forcing us into that. But that's OK. We'll, we'll work around it. Right, Robbie? Uh, we are forced to. Matt. We have the blood oath demands we it. Really are. <laughs> OK, so uh, the end of this. Episode, oh, oh, wait, 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 oh, wait, oh, wait, oh. Matt. I have there's one thing I want to mention. We've already passed it, but I did want to mention my other laugh. My other laugh. I laughed at the Mo, the Mo thing, the troll thing. I want to mention that my other laugh is after the we I, I just realized it. It's when Marge is fighting the bullies and Bart comes in and kills them um, and they're dead. And they're, they're uh, I think Jimbo or current. I think Jimbo asked, hey, do you want to meet up at the Quickie Mart? And uh, I think Kearney says, I'm in Denmark. I laughed. I laughed at that. Because <laughs> it's very much like, oh, no, I can't. I'm in Denmark. But it's very sudden. It's just like, I'm in Denmark. I'm playing this video game. And you're like, oh, that makes sense. It's an online game. You don't have to be anywhere. You can play it. I think that's that was funny. I mean, that, that made me laugh. Please continue. I'm sorry. End right. of the second right. act. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. The end of the second act happens uh, when in the game, Marge and Bart are hanging out because I'm assuming Marge won't leave Bart alone. Uh, and they go into one of Bart's trophy rooms, which Marge has completely redecorated with Hello Kitty because moms, I guess, especially Marge. <laughs> so uh, Bart goes absolutely crazy. He gets very upset and starts swinging around and just trying to wreck all the Hello Kitty stuff. And unfortunately, uh, misclicks and hits Marge. And now Marge is dead in the game. And that is how we go to a commercial. 
those pesky misclicks. That's the how the, it happens. You know, I mean, that's what happens sometimes. You you attack the wrong NPC, and all of a sudden you're flagged for PvP. Happens the, the worst. That happens to the best of us. You know, sometimes you just you click the button that fires instead of the button that opens your inventory, and uh oh. Um, 15 minutes and 44 seconds. We come back from commercial. Uh, and we're, I will, I do appreciate this, this kind of, uh, uh, serendipity where we have Lisa angry at Homer and, uh, Marge angry at Bart. And we have a scene with them all together. How could you kill your own mother? It was just a game. A game I used to enjoy before you mommed all over it. Lisa, sweetie, I was just following the rules. Great. The one time you actually do something right, you ruin my life. <laughs> I think I'll go to bed. It's five in the afternoon. Who cares? I'm dead. Jumping Johnny Cakes. Those dames are cheesed. Son, I'll never understand women if I live to be 40. Big if. You said it. Enjoy me while I last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Want to go slam a few beers? Want to watch me? You know it. What's the matter, Homer and Bart? He's just mad at me and Marge is mad at him. Well, I'm just a bartender here, but seems to me you could win Lisa back by appealing to a sense of reason. And you can win your mom back by appealing to her feelings. Gee, Mo, you give great advice. Yeah. What have you done with a real Mo? <laughs> I almost appreciate the Mo gag. I, I I smiled a little bit at the fact that Mo has been replaced. It's it's the stupidest joke. It's almost Family Guy ass. Oh, Mo has been replaced with someone who looks exactly like him but gives better advice. It's like. Oh, and then it's never referenced again. I can appreciate that. See, that's the thing, Matt. I don't mind that because there is a, an element of humor to it where the there's a joke of, oh, yeah, Mo's been replaced, but actually the Mo that replaced him is better. And, you know, and, and so everyone's fine. Um, but then it, because it's never like I don't mind these cutaway gags when they have an element of even a bit of cleverness to them. Um so it's fine. You know, it's not the best, but it's fine. Uh, I, I, this is where you like the third act things are like happening so quickly happening so fast in both these plots for them to really work. They need a lot more time. They need both of these plots demand at least another five minutes a piece. Um, because it, and they hint at the things that those five minutes would contain. Like, this one scene we see where Marge and Bart are, are yelling at each other. Marge is like, you killed me. And I'm guessing there's permadeath in this game. Um, because, I mean, Bart is having to go through some resurrection ceremony to bring yeah, her back. Bart is not just running back from a graveyard. So, yeah, it's probably permadeath kind of or, thing. Or, or something. There's, there, it's, there's, there's, there's layers, you know, to get through. And But she's upset. And that's all that matters. Like, I don't really care about the mechanics of this video game, this fake video game. It doesn't matter. It's it's a it's a mechanism to explore Bart and Marge's relationship. And Marge is upset at Bart because he killed her when she was I it, it, I think truly. I'm reading this Marge has the best of intentions. She decorates this thing that is Bart's because and I picture this very much as like this is like a clan of some sort. This is Bart's clan or 
Bart's, you know, headquarters or whatever. He's a clearly very powerful character, and he's given Marge access. It's not set up at all, but that's how I envision it to make it make sense. Uh, and it's a thing that does exist in video games so that she could decorate it the way she wants. And he's upset about it. And she has the best of intentions. And she just wants to spend time with Bart. Like when Bart literally says, hey, what would, how would you feel if I went shopping with you? Marge is like, I'd love it. That'd be great. Uh, she wants to spend time with her son. And like, I think that's part of it. Like, yeah, she likes this game, but she really, now that she knows Bart plays it, she's excited because she can spend time with Bart doing something. And Bart is like, no, I really like this game until you mommed it up. You know, this is the thing that was mine and now it's ours. And I don't know how I feel about that. And those are interesting things, but they're really only hinted at. We don't get any development of that stuff. We don't have a scene where Bart and Marge sit down and Marge and Bart goes, you know what, mom? I'm sorry. I, I killed you. I shouldn't have been that. I shouldn't have been that angry in the first place. Um, It was really just because. You know, I used this was my kind of retreat from real life, and now suddenly my real life's in there with me. And then Marge goes, "Well, no, I wanted to. You know, I I like to hang. I like to spend time with you, Bart, and I like to spend time with my son. And this is a chance to for us to do it, doing something that you enjoy. I know you don't like grocery shopping, but you go. We play this game together. It's something we can do together that we both like. Like something as simple as that, but." It never really is. That's never established. There's no heart to heart moments in this on really either. There's an ending on both cases, but neither of them are very satisfying, unfortunately. So we cut to Homer getting Lisa a BBC documentary about soccer. And he gives it to her and she accepts it after after she realizes it's a really it's a smart person movie Um, and she watches it. This this is the one genuinely thing that perplexes me, Matt. I don't understand what this is for. Well, yeah, because it doesn't seem like it would change her behavior. Like, why would this change how she feels about what Homer did? I don't get it. Yeah, it's just a documentary about oh, like dangerous subcultures, you know, hooliganism. Basically, it's it's a lot about hooliganism and 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 people, you know, riots and you know, dangerous activity and dangerous fandom surrounding football or soccer. Um, yeah, it's not about the integrity of the sport or anything like that. No, it's not about referees or anything like that. It's just like, oh, yeah, people have got hurt and killed. And there's a very weird bit here where we watch a Virgin Mary statue come alive and beat up a bunch of players on a field. Why? Because haha, get it. Soccer fans are, are largely Catholic, I guess. I, I mean, that's not true. I, mean, I don't. There's soccer. Well, it's very it's a popular sport all over the world. I would say, actually, if you want to do the math, it's it's probably neck and neck with Muslim and, and Catholic, Matt. So I really don't – I don't – I can't. I'm oh, not you're gonna... not wrong. I'm just saying that's what The Simpsons were probably going Okay, for. I don't know what this is. It's not funny. This is the biggest dud of this entire episode because it takes a lot of time. I don't mind bad jokes if they don't take a lot of time, but this takes forever and it's boring and doesn't land and it doesn't really tell me anything about why Lisa would change her mind because that's what this is supposed to sell us. This is Homer gives us this goes leaves Lisa this and she's going to suddenly change her mind and realize the error of her ways. And it doesn't really I don't understand why. Uh, then we cut to Earthland Realms. Back to the A plot. Bart is bringing Marge back to life. Her which he has her corpse and like there's a this is also the weakest parts of this episode because there's no build to this in this A plot. Like no. 
there's no there's no establishment of like, oh, Bart's upset that he did this to Marge. And I'm going to make up I'm going to make it up to her. I'm going to I'm going to sacrifice like there has to be a scene here where Bart where Bart learns figures out how to do this. And and we see the decision. Oh, it's going to sacrifice my power level. My character is going to be significantly weaker because I'm using some energy to res a character. And we need to see that decision because it's an important character moment. We don't. We just cut directly to the scene where he's reviving Marge. Uh, it takes a lot out of his character. And now she has goat legs for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe he, it was the discounted resurrection spell so he doesn't die at all. He has to bring her back as part animal. That's a. I mean, you're doing your best, Matt. That's to justify whatever the hell this is. Um, then we get the ending of the B-plot. And you'd be like, wait a minute. The ending of the B-plot? Already? I mean, yes, the episode's almost over, but they really haven't done... Okay, it's over. Here's a clip. Speedy, are you here to forgive me? No. Oh, but to get that DVD, I had to become a PBS subscriber. Now I'm paying for crap like American Masters. <laughs> Dad, I can't forgive you because there's nothing to forgive. Huh? You were right to kick me out of that game. Soccer was making me insane, just as it did the continents of Europe and South America. Those places are pretty terrible. So from now on, I'll play soccer for the same reason I study chemistry, for fun. Do you want to play a little? I sure do. Okay. That is not a bad ending if there was any kind of development, you know? Where Lisa, Lisa goes, yeah, I'm sorry, you were right. I was I was behaving inappropriately. I was going crazy. I was you were right to kick me out of the game. That's good, but it doesn't mean anything. It's kind of empty because there's not a lot of time spent with this. How much time does this B plot get? You know, like seven minutes, maybe. Yeah. Like it's I just... mean, the, the part that kills me is it's a good B plot. It's the kind of thing I could say. That, oh yes, Lisa can be an emotional person and has to learn to let you know logic sometimes take over. Even the most logical people can sometimes forget that. That's a good lesson for her to learn. And homework can be the person to teach that to her. But it's just so rushed. Yeah. Um, and that's the end of the, 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 effectively the end of the B plot. We still see them in the background playing soccer outside because we're about to get to the end of the A plot because now Bart is weak. Uh, Bart's character in the game is weak from resurrecting Marge and the entire, all the people playing, uh, in the game come to kill Shadow Knight effectively because he's been a jerk. Cause he's been a jerk. Uh, and it, doesn't really work um like this this again this scene goes on forever as well where we just see them brutally murder this video game character for a while and bart has been a jerk to them that's undeniable mm-hmm. i don't have any so this is supposed to be i feel like this i think their intent is us for us to feel sorry for bart because he just spent all his energy re- resurrecting marge's character and now he can't defend himself but I'm basically like, no, they they should kill him. He's been a he's been a troll. They should, you know, he, they should kill him. It, they're the game's better off with him dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, this is this is this is what happens when you treat people like this. <laughs> I I feel like this is one of the things that I should hope uh, does happen in games like this because it's basically karma. And it's very much like, well, why don't they? That's not the lesson that's learned, though. Really, it's that Bart doesn't go. 
oh, I'm just, you know, this is me. What goes around comes around, you know. He doesn't learn that. He just abandons the game and goes to play soccer with Homer and Lisa. Um, And then we get, like, a weird scene where Marge is invited to come out and play with them, but she doesn't because she's still playing because she needs to get revenge on all those characters that killed Bart. And she is I mean, now. She, they, a, they don't say that or anything, but she has all of Bart's stuff and is bouncing in Bo's head. Yeah, and okay, what's the point of this though? Like, isn't the point about wasn't the whole thing about Marge and Bart's relationship? You know, and supposedly, it, and Marge just goes, "Nah, well, you can go play with your sister and your dad. I'm gonna stay inside and play on the computer by myself." And you're like, "Well, why did like what? There's." Are we just abandoning the emotional payoff of this because Marge has to get revenge on these char- on these people in the game? Like, I w- I thought like, oh, there would be oh well, this game isn't that important. It's just a game. What's most important is my relationship with my son. I will go play outside with you. But instead, they have like this very cynical ending with no. There's no sweetness here, and this is like this is like Simpsons season eighteen rears its head again, where it's just like. Oh, they misunderstood it all, and they just went for the most cynical kind of dark ascending possible, where Marge is sitting on a computer by herself playing a video game and killing people. The darkest timeline. I mean, it's not that dark compared to a lot of other stuff season 18 or season 17 the past couple of years have done, but it is kind of cynical. Um, yeah. That's how the episode ends, Matt. That's it. Marge is bouncing Moe's character's head around. Like, that's the ending of how this episode ends, while, while Bart, Lisa, and Homer play outside. I don't know. I, I I like again. I feel like this episode has potential, and there's some things it does that I like. It made me laugh a couple times, but the third act just mucks it up. Especially I mean, the it's A-plot. hard to end this stuff. Apparently, it's not that hard. It's the easiest part. And I don't here, Matt. I I, I I'm. I know some people don't agree with this. Uh, are you familiar with the term um, a? Why can't I think a just war? I mean, I get the concept, but I, I, I'm sure there's something behind that. I don't know. I, th- I don't know if that's I think that's the proper terminology. I might be wrong. I believe this. This It's it's a very philosophy 101 kind of idea. And like, obviously, it's in contention because everything is. But a just war is a war that has a concrete ending. Like a, a just ah. a just war is a war that you go, oh, we're going to wage this war for this reason. And when we've accomplished this reason, we will stop the war. We won't just have a forever war. And I'm saying this because stories adjust a story that exists. All stories should have an ending in mind. You should not write stories without endings in mind. Like, I, I know some, like, there's, like, people who are, like, you know, uh, pantsers, people who don't plot their stories and stuff like that and just fly by the seat of their pants and just write whatever comes to them. But when you're working with a, an a episode of television, has to be, you know it's going to be 20 minutes long. You need an ending, man. You got to have that ending in mind, and you got to you should work to get there, and that's the first thing you should come up with. Oh, I have the, I have, what's the premise of this episode, and how does it end? Let's see those first two questions. You should answer those before you get anywhere else. And I don't know if if this is the original prescribed ending. Woof, woof, boy. Like, why don't you? Why isn't there? Why can't there be something nice? 
I don't know. I don't think I hate. I don't hate this episode. I think, like I said, it is aggressively average. It's aggressively mediocre because there's stuff in here I really like and there's a lot of potential, but they just cannot stick the landing with these. Like season eighteen, even when there are epi- some of the episodes are like unsalvageable, but some of them they just stick the ending. They'd be fifty percent better at least. It's just not oh, there. for sure because yeah, because they just. Like you said, you have to know the easiest thing to do in something like a situation like this for I feel like most people is start with how you want things to end and then just try and basically come up with a beginning and work your way to that ending. Because if you don't start with an ending, oh, excuse me, uh, if you don't start with an ending, uh, you're going to have to get somewhere and your 20 minutes of screen time are going to be up and you're gonna be like, well, how do I end this really quickly? But if you start with the ending, then you have somewhere to build toward. And I understand that that's hard. I'm not a writer but I have BS my way through a lot of papers and I'm just saying that's an easier way to start with than trying to just come up with a plot and then end it really quickly because then you end up with stuff like this. I, yeah. It's very, it's frustrating. I, and like, I don't, I came away this episode going, Oh, that was okay. It could have been good though. I think like, again, like all these episodes have a lot of potential and this episode in general, like here, Matt, is the other thing I'll say about this one? Not, no racism you know it does it's not offensive it's not problematic in any way really um there's there's fun moments here there's some good gags uh and i feel like it has the right simpsons attitude thing i talk about in our new episode review on patreon like that anti-authoritarian like questioning like viewpoint like lisa's gag about columbus there's like little bits here and there that reinforce that and it doesn't quite just doesn't quite get there we'll rank this episode at the end of the show Robbie, is this episode broken? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, because so. it doesn't feel broken. It just feels underdeveloped. Yeah, I, it does not. I think it doesn't cross the line. I think it's it, it gets real close. The third act, like a lot of these times it's like, oh, the third act. If you just fix the third act. But that's a third of the episode. That doesn't mean it's broken. You know, like I feel like it could be, could be better. It's flawed. But it's not bad. And like I don't think it's broken. Um, I would like it to be better, but that again doesn't mean it's broken. But I don't. I think it's a no. I'm gonna go with my gut. No, it's not. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like I said, this episode could definitely be a lot better, but uh, it's it it has a coherent plot that I would have actually liked to see develop more. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, but no, it's not broken. However, we can move on uh to our next segment. Matt, aren't you excited? I'm very excited. Good. Me too. It's time for comments of the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Um, comments of the news group is where I ask our uh, fans, our supporters on Patreon, to give their review of the episode um, and join our cavalcade of calamity, pray to pain. You can support at any level. Leave your own review. Watch these just terrific episodes of The Simpsons with us. Uh, first from Charles, the main problem with this episode is laziness. Once again, I'm reminded of better episodes from American Dad and South Park. When those shows did their WoW clones. They used different animation styles. You don't even have to go balls to the wall like South Park, just something like they did in Mona Lisa or Barge Be Not Proud. Furthermore, the episode depicts a lot of characters who wouldn't be playing a game like this, like Mr. Burns, as well as them just doing things they would do in real life. This makes it come across less like I'm watching a game and more like a Trails of Horror or Anthology episode. Uh, from Benjamin. Last week was kind of boring, but at least made me laugh. This one was just boring. You do not know the point of any of this. You can almost see them writing this one. Let's have Marge play online games. Hmm, what if Bart was in it too? 
We need something for Lisa and Homer to do. How about soccer? It's senseless. Also, why is the online universe just townsfolk from Springfield? Are there really two Moes? Ronald should stick to his soccer because he can't act. Uh, just none of this was very good. Stands up to any level of questioning. I did like Homer painting his black stripes white, though. Yeah, that was a good sight gag. I agree. Homer has a referee shirt with black stripes on it, and he just paints it white to have his white shirt back. Um, from Tim, this is the second episode in season 18 after the Hall Hall couple, which had the benefit of having both a good concept and decent execution. The idea that Marge would be the sort to find literally everything on the internet does tie into her established character. It's also not surprising that her game would involve the people she knows within Springfield. I was concerned that the B-plot featuring Homer as a soccer referee would significantly detract from his concept, but after initial appearance by Jerk Homer, that ship is rightened. We'll say that I didn't laugh a whole lot. Overall, I'll say this ranks below the high points of season 17 and 18. So let's call it 241. We'll see, Tim. We'll see about that. Uh, from JJ, I liked this episode. Plot kicks in right away, and it's a grounded Marge story where she acts in character. Even the B-plot, despite starting a little too late into the episode, was refreshing as Homer actually tries to better himself. At least he's the one who has to learn a lesson. B-plot has so much potential, it probably warranted its own episode, which is my biggest issue. Amen. Uh, despite it being clear, they tried to manage their time as best they could. 20 minutes is just not enough to tell both these stories as effectively as they could. The episode suffers slightly because of that. It's not particularly funny either, but listen to any terrible jokes to go down. So it actually feels like an episode of The Simpsons, and it's the strongest the season so far. Except for Ronaldo, of course. His appearance was forced, cringeworthy, and should have been left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, Ronaldo is... Ronaldo's not good. Uh, from Derek. Rewatching Homerazzi left me cold. One of the only two episodes I thought were decent in season 18 ended up just being as vacuous as the rest of the sludge. Brilliant! Another episode I remember enjoying was Marge Gamer. South Park beat them to it with a far superior Make Love Not Warcraft, but I like this episode because I just love Marge. It's fun to see her in a new setting. The B-plot has perhaps the most abysmal guest performance ever, and I absolutely love it for that. There are, however, lots of odd bits of humor that, some, that I remember just didn't work. The bizarre joke of Doppelganger Mo I went to like, but these late Teen seasons just can't execute that type of humor effectively. Ditto the Virgin Mary coming to life just felt completely flat. Eh, I'll probably hate it too, watching again. Four years in a pandemic older than the last time I watched this, 21-year-old Derek was far more forgiving. Children, you guys are so young. I'm just, I'm just me and Matt are decrepit, elderly, falling apart at the seams. We watched these all when they first came out. Oh, we're, we're melting these days. I didn't. I was not watching season 18, Matt. Uh, and finally... I mean, I wasn't, but I, I was. I, I could have if I wanted to, and that, it hadn't sucked. That's true. That's fair enough. Uh, it, uh, finally, our last uh, is from Mr. Simpsons writer. He's here, Matt, once again. Mr. Simpsons writer. Oh, no. Uh, his answer, we don't know what video games are, so we let Al's son-in-law, Millhouse, by the way, complete coincidence, write the A-plot here. Kid did a pretty good job for someone who went to a public college. It's pretty... Pretty, it's a good yak. I, I can good. definitely see the Simpsons writer saying that. Yeah, Al's son-in-law's name Millhouse. Quite complete coincidence. Um, thank you guys for leaving reviews. Appreciate you watching the episodes, taking the time to write them. Join our Patreon. You can leave your review as well. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for a comment. Oh wait, I already did that, Matt. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL's gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite J.K. Simmons movie? A lot of great answers. Uh, Matt, take it away. Alrighty. First up is Brandon. It might be recency bias, but I really enjoyed Palm Springs. Uh, from Alex, Spider Man. He's so good, <laughs> they've yet to recast him. Meanwhile, everyone else has gotten recasted. Very true. 
uh, from Casey. He plays Juno's father in Juno, and I've always loved him in that role. He has one of the best lines of the movie. Good mood, bad mood, ugly, pretty, handsome, what have you. The right person is still going to think the sun shines out of your ass. I mean, not wrong. Uh, from Andy, despite it being a small role in For Love of the Game with Kevin Costner, he did great. He did a great job as Frank Perry, the manager of the Tigers. He really sold himself as a big league coach. I can believe he could do that. Um, from Rich, Whiplash is my favorite movie of the 2010s, and Simmons is a force of nature. He's always been great, but Whiplash was the movie that gave him the chance to do everything he sells at all in one complex whirlwind of rage. It's a gift of a role for an actor who has been playing his, due, paying his dues for decades and finally got to break out of an claim supporting character actor status. The Oscar speaks for itself. They're not wrong about that. I mean, when you think of someone who is a total hard ass, Whiplash gives J.K. Simmons the right to that character. It's fantastic. Uh, from Benjamin, Juno is the first thing I saw him in, and he's perfect in his role. Uh, from Lauren, for me, it's Juno. He was fantastic as the father and his sarcasm, and with as well as his caring attitude towards Juno. Uh, from at Bort ATX, I'd love to say one of his better movies, but I keep him back to Spider-Man 2 as my favorite. Just rewatched it the other day, and it holds up, despite how much superhero movies have evolved in the last 17 years. Fingers crossed, JJJ plays a big part in No Way Home. I, I, if they don't have Jameson... J.K. Simmons pop up in No Way Home, at least even a little bit. What are we doing? It will be a crime against all that is well and good. What I are mean, we doing? Yeah, come on, guys. Come on. Just, just Even for a moment. Just have, like, pictures of Spider-Man. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. J. Jonah Jameson was written for J.K. Simmons. I don't know. J.K. Simmons was barely, what, a child, maybe a teenager, when they uh, originated the character of J.K. Simmons, or of J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. And he just, he evolved himself to be... <laughs> Jameson. I mean, Here, it's just the way that there's no other explanation for it. This is my this is my hot take, Matt. Okay, this is my prediction. All right, this is on the record. I've seen the trailer for No Way Home, which is it gives you nothing about the story other than Mary Jane is gonna th- get thrown off a bridge, uh, which as is the way, that's <laughs> what she exists. To, that's what she's there for. Get thrown off bridges. Um, this is my official prediction. No Way Home is going to end. With Peter Parker getting hired by the Daily Bugle, and we get J.K. Simmons asking for pictures of Spider-Man. I mean, I sure hope so. I mean, apparently some really crazy stuff is going to happen. So and maybe at the end it all gets reset. I'm that's I'm yes, I think that's absolutely going to happen. We're not going to get there's not going to be 17 Spider-Men running around forever. Uh, at the only thing that create like the the I think that we may see a Miles in the MCU. I think we might get that because uh, because of how well uh, Into the Spider Verse did, and I'm totally for Miles in the MCU. But I feel like Peter is going to end up working for the Daily Bugle. That's he's graduate graduates high school, gets out of that's him getting out of high school immediately, goes to college, and uh, as a part time job working as a photographer. Yeah. Okay. So continuing on. Continuing on. Uh, from at Energy Turtle, Whiplash is his best performance, but in Spider-Man, he stole the show even in such a small role. Small. I mean, I guess technically it's not on screen for very long, but yeah. Um, from at Wazecast, his Jameson from Spider-Man is perfect. I feel bad for anyone who has to follow that up. Going outside the prompt, I adore his voice work in both Invincible and especially Portal 2. Only reason I go back to replay Portal 2 since puzzles were way too easy. Hey, all right. Okay, uh, wait, 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 wait a minute. All right. Just not all of us are brilliant puzzle solvers, okay? Maybe Portal 2 is harder for some people. 
like me. Also, if you go back the second time around, they're not going to be nearly as hard as they were. But Cave Johnson is tremendous. I'm glad someone mentioned it because I wanted to if no one else did. Yes. Cave Johnson is great. He's the best part of Portal. Everyone everyone can say GLaDOS all they want. It goes Companion Cube, uh, Cave Johnson, and then everything else. It's a far distant third and and further back. Hey, hey, Matt. Okay, okay, it's a lie. Uh, Yeah, I know. (laughs) All right. Matt Hardware 04, Palm Springs. That movie is awesome. Uh, for Matt Hippie 200, I gotta say Whiplash. I don't think the movie is that great, but his performance in it is amazing and pretty much makes the movie. Uh, for Matt, that JD1, Whiplash, and it's still not my tempo. <laughs> it's never the same tempo. Uh, for Matt, Brian J. Field, movie, I'm not here, TV counterpart. And yes, everyone keeps saying how great counterpart is, and I've only watched the first episode, but I really need to go back and watch the rest of it. Have you Have you seen it, Robbie? Uh, television, what's that? <laughs> yes, the only television we watch is The Simpsons. I get it. I've not watched Counterpart. Right. I'm sure it's great. Yeah. Uh, from Matt L. Columbia 88, he is so many, he's in so many amazing things. I'm going to say my favorite is The Ref because it's a funny, underrated Christmas movie, and J.K. Simmons is amazing in everything he does. I have not seen that. Have you seen that, Robbie? I have seen The Ref. The Ref? It's from the 90s. What's it about? It's, he's, he's a young. Oh. He, it's, it's a, I mean, J.K. Simmons is one of those guys that was born middle aged, so it doesn't, <laughs> he's younger, but uh, it, he's, it, it's a, it's a comedy. I don't know. I think it's, it's oh. like, I don't know. I'm not a, it's not really. I'm not going to call it bad because I've not seen it in probably t- 20 years. I was a teenager when I watched it on TBS or something, so I'm probably not a good judge. All right, fair, fair, fair. Robbie, what is your answer? Um, my favorite. I think I've already used this answer, this movie, in a different answer. But my favorite J.K. Simmons movie is Burn After Reading. Um, oh, I forgot. Oh my god, he's so good in that. I mean, again, he's in a small part. Is he? They J.K. Simmons special where he's like, "Oh yeah, the, the Russians, the Russians like that." Like I, re- I quote it. You know, I quote that a lot, and I'm pretty sure I've used this answer for this very close another reference to something. But I'm gonna shout out something else that no one else answered. Um, which is a thing. This is the first thing I saw J.K. Simmons in way back in the day was Oz. Um, which he oh, he yeah. plays a complete monster, like just a brutal, terrible person. Um, but it really, he manages to like transcend the fact. Like, yeah, he's in prison. He's just this manipulative, terrible killer. Um, but you you get a sense of his humanity even through all of that. I think that's really that shows his talent, and it's something. I, Oz is a show I need to kind of rewatch because I haven't watched it in a long time. It was really, I don't know, it's one of those early HBO, like, dramas that sold, like, this not TV, it's HBO kind of thing. Um, Indeed. Matt, what's your answer? I'm going to have to go with Palm Springs, just because, on top of everything, he is the perfect complement to the main characters in that. And that, overall, is a fantastic movie um, that I I think is probably the best of the uh, Groundhog Day genre. Um, so I got to go with that. But his turn as Spider-Man is just... As Spider-Man? I haven't, I haven't seen the movie where J.K. Simmons plays Spider-Man. In yet. the Spider-Man, yeah, 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 shut up. Are you telling me the Palm, you think Palm Springs is better than Groundhog Day itself? Oh, absolutely. Okay, let's let's not get it. Let's not say something we can't take back, Matt. What, what, what better? I, ref, mm. I recently rewatched Groundhog Day, and it, Groundhog Day, excuse me, it's good. Palm Springs is more enjoyable because I'm going to say something. And it's going to be controversial. Bill Murray is only okay. I wah, 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 
I can't. I cannot believe this. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. You know what, Matt? I try and give you the benefit of the doubt. I try. I really do. I, 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 I have texted your wife in the past where I'm like, what is wrong with your husband? Like when you went on the record and told me that the fight scenes in the matrix are not, that's aren't, aren't exciting. Uh, or, or and that, and I'm like, Oh, well, I, I'm going to try, I'll try, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And then you, you bring, you break this out. Bill Murray is just okay. That is in fact correct. I mean, occasionally he can knock it out of the park with certain stuff, but for the things that I have seen him in, I've been like, okay, I get why people find this funny. It's not for me. In fact, I think he is a much better dramatic actor than a lot of people give him credit for, but his comedy is very so-so. Matt, it's like every time you, every sense, you're like punching me. It feels like you're hitting me in the stomach. Like this the, is fantastic. I found a way to hurt you through the internet. It's great. It's you just, shouldn't tell me these things. I, it's just, I mean, after a while, it's not going to work anymore. But it, it's, I mean, you just like Bill Murray. The only criticism I hear is that Bill Murray kind of stops trying when he's in a project he doesn't care about. But. Bill Murray, even then, Bill Murray sleepwalking through a role is 90% better than any, like, better than 90% of all other comedic actors. Like, I, I, and when he's actually on, when he's trying, when it's a Ghostbusters, when it's a Groundhog Day, it's top of the tops. They're not even. I think the real problem here is that I've seen Groundhog Day the musical, and quite frankly, the movie after that. You keep saying that. I'm sorry that you and six other people saw that musical once, and you think it it was a (laughs) transcendental experience, but no one else can watch it ever again, so you might as well pretend it doesn't exist. Next week's question. After this bombshell that Matt drops, Bill Murray is just okay. Okay, next week's question. Now for something completely different. What's your favorite video game? We finally got a video game related episode. What's your favorite video game? I'm ready for Matt to throw in some crazy answer. I mean, I'm pretty sure you know it's the it's gonna end up being the game that I have like five thousand hours in. I, I I know Matt. I'm just trying to I'm trying to create suspense. All right, come on, play along. Um, that's next week. I'll post this question on our social media uh, at on Twitter at Simpson Show Pod. You can email us at SimpsonShowPod at gmail.com. Uh, and I will post a question on our Patreon at patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Post it publicly there. You can, uh, don't want to support us to answer it there either. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The no Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And try and stump the other. Matt has a, like ten thousand point lead on me or something so far this season. I don't know. It's it's impossible for uh, me. To, it's not that bad because he's like some brutal maniac who thinks I'm a smart man. <laughs> yes, how how horrid of me to think you intelligent. I the, the clearly you're you're you overestimate me, Matt. Because I'm just I'm get I, I this is historic lows. I want to be. I want to add. Like I don't think I've ever done this poorly. You are basically on pace. You're you're doing all right for for the last couple seasons. I am, I'm suffering. All right, Matt. You are ready for? Are you ready for an easy question? I suppose. In Boy Scouts in the Hood, Bart joins what organization? 
That is the junior campers. That is correct. Robbie, I feel like you're trying to redeem yourself for Sergeant Fatside Jetson <laughs> with your trivia from this episode. What are you talking about? Okay, okay. Your easy question. Which nerd teaches Lisa Italian in The Last of the Red Hot Mamas? Is that Millhouse? You are correct. Millhouse qualifies as a nerd. Uh, you're right. He's probably more of a dork, but close <laughs> to the finer, or dweeb. the finer, the, uh, what is a, no, he's a, he's a, he's a dud. <laughs> that's what, that's yeah, what, he's also a dud. <laughs> he's a dud. Um, okay. Matt, your meme question. What are the ingredients in Homer's honey roasted peanuts? Okay. It is, uh, compressed peanuts, salt, and artificial honey roasting, uh, Additive? I think that's it. That's all I got. I'm debating, Matt. Okay, okay, I understand. Here, Matt, here's the answer. The actual answer. Salt. Uh, number one, salt. Mm-hmm. Of course. Number two, artificial honey roasting agents. Agents! Oh! And finally, number three is pressed peanut sweepings oh see now i i, w- I would have almost given myself the points if it was just the agent but uh since i said compressed instead of pressed i don't know i i don't think you should give it to me well i was gonna maybe i was point i was but, thinking yeah. about partial points but at this point i am uh desperately 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 behind so no i'm gonna require you to get off that i feel like you should that this is a, a classic episode as well i'm more stringent on those two so I'm, I'm sorry matt it's okay. I understand. I understand. All right. Your medium question. In the same episode, what is the name of the group that Marge joins? <laughs> it's it's not Red Hat Mamas. Um, <laughs> um I know it's about I know it's Red Hats. I know it's something like that. Um I don't remember the name they gave of them though. Exactly. I feel like I should know this, but again, I feel like I should know a lot of things and I just come up empty. Uh, I don't know, Matt. Red, the red, the 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 red hat society. You were so close. Is the cheery red tomatoes? Cheery red. Well, I got the word red. Yeah, I got red, so I get a point. Ah, uh, no, sorry. No. <laughs> I had to try. All right, Matt. Your hard question. What are the three moves available in the arcade My Dinner with Andre game? Okay. It is bon mot. Trenchant insight and nodding or nod. Sorry, Matt. Oh, I was swear. I was surprised you got those two. I would think that trenchant insight, bon ma, and finally, tell me more. Tell me more, because that's the one he selects. How could I miss that one? That's why I said. I'm like, says it out loud. I know he does. That's what I'm saying. Martin goes, tell me more. Sorry, Matt. I have failed. Your disappointment to, to me and to everyone listening. What's my hard question? I'm disappointed to myself. Your hard question. What do the cherry red tomatoes want to steal from Mr. Burns? Isn't it like a jewel? It's like a jewelry something or other. I think I want to say it's like a, it's in a case or it's an egg. I think, no, it's an egg. Uh, I think it's an egg. I think it's like a really fancy egg. A real fancy egg is my answer, Matt. I will give you one point. Because, because you're close to right. It is specifically a Fabergé egg. And I don't know how you got to fancy egg and didn't go all the way to Fabergé. But you know. I would think – I thought they didn't use the word Fabergé. 
I assume it is a sort of a Fabergé egg. I honestly hear Matt. Here's okay. Let's reveal. Let's pu- yep, peel this back. Let's peel this back. No, I agree. With, I know you're right. I'm just saying. One, me, Robbie. I don't know what a Fabergé egg actually is. I don't know what that means. I don't like. I know what a Fabergé egg. It's a fancy, expensive egg. But I don't know what they make. I don't know how you make them. I don't know like who makes them. I don't know where you even buy them. It's like I've never. Which, would you like to know those things? No, I don't. I don't want to know that okay. information. I want to stay ignorant forever. Uh, so I don't know that information. So I don't know if there's things that are fancy eggs that are also not Fabergé eggs. Are all fancy eggs ever Fabergé eggs? There's a big. There's a expensive fancy egg in that new Rock movie on Netflix because it was on the wrestling. That's not a Fabergé egg though. That's just a big expensive no. egg. You are correct. See, uh, Fabergé eggs have to be made by a, I believe the, I don't know if the guy was named Fabergé or not, um, but a, a Russian old, old jeweler Billy, uh, old from Bi- around the 20th century. Oh, Billy Fabergé? Oh, Ivan Fabergé. Oh, Ivan. Not uh, not Leon? Uh, not Leon, no. Okay, Ivan. Uh, Nicholas Fabergé. Nicholas, probably. that's probably, yeah. I, um, well, I'll take a point. I am not above your pity points. Um I so I'm I really is, impressed you remember that. <laughs> well, I mean, I assume it like I was like, oh, it's a fancy egg. I didn't know if it needed to be Fabergé egg or not. I just assume it's just a fancy. I thought it had a name, like it was like it's the blank blank egg, like it had a proper title or something. No, actually, in the episode, I looked it up. Frank, he has twelve Fabergé eggs. Oh, it's a combination of eggs. Yeah, it's it's several. It's not it's, just one. Oh, okay. I don't. I'm not. Ask me if I've seen that episode since we talked about it. No, I haven't. Well, I no, I have. I have not. I have not watched it since we talked about it. So I don't remember anything. And I've watched like forty terrible, terrible, terrible Simpsons episodes in the meantime. So I don't remember anything. I gained a point on Matt in this 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 week. So that's good. It's not good enough though. I need to gain more than this. Robbie. I need to gain more than a single point. Uh, if I'm going to make up, we may have a special guest coming up that might help me out. Maybe. Uh oh. Now I'm scared. You shouldn't be scared, Matt, because it never works. My employee never works. Um, but that's it for the new Google Trivia Challenge. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever is a part of show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Uh, this is an aggressively fine episode. Aggressively average, mediocre <laughs> episode. I'm looking... I'm looking in like the two, like two sixties, two seventies, two eighties. That's that seems about right. The upper two hundreds, because you're looking at like Simpsons Bible stories, uh, Homer's Odyssey, our our worst uh, episode from the golden years. If you include season one of the golden years, uh, Monty can't buy me love, I and mean, we had the Loch Ness monster in that one. I think we could probably say that this one's a little better than that. I. See the thing, Monty Can't Buy Me Love has it's very similar to this episode, where the first and second acts are building up something, and you're like, oh, this, and then third act just falls up. Like it, it's a repeating, a repeating trend that's happened for a long time, not just in the couple last seasons, where you're like, oh, there's almost a story here, and then they abandon it completely to do gags about Loch Ness monster. Like I don't know, I'm kind of man, yeah. man, I can't. I know when it happened when we did that episode, I was apoplectic about the Loch Ness monster appearing in the Simpsons. But mm-hmm. after the, after the grumple and like, there's just so much of this absurd cartoonishness happening. 
in the context of the show, I can't get up too upset about it anymore. I can't like I'm just kind of kind of been desensitized to it. I think it's relatively close though. I think we're in this neighborhood. Uh, I don't think I think it is better than Money Can't Buy Me Love. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's that okay. much better. Like. I think you're right because I was looking right above that. We've got like my big fat geek wedding and I annoyed grunt bot where Homer pretends to be a robot and gets carved up. So, yeah, I'm going to say that, like, I would say that it's this is probably I think there is an episode I can see that it this I think this is I think take my wife's sleaze is better. I think the blunder years mm-hmm. is better overall. Agreed. Um, there's the wettest stories ever told. I think that's, that's <laughs> close. There, and then, that's, that's, yeah. I think this is better than Marge's son poisoning. Um, cause I think this story has a better Marge Bart stuff in it. Um, and I think it's easy to compare at some point. It's those next couple episodes where I go, is this better or worse? Um, thank God it's doomsday is very close where it's just aggressively mediocre. Like it's not it, like it doesn't go too crazy it it's not good but it's not terrible it follows it follows through on the plots you know like it doesn't just ignore True. the ending altogether just oh it just ends yeah there's actually there's an ending even if they don't develop it um wettest stories let me look up wettest stories ever told again to uh remember remind myself that's yeah, may the mayflower story the wine bar c mutiny the mutiny story and finally um the 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 tsunami the neptune adventure the poseidon adventure parody um i think i think that's better i think that that is better than this i think i would put this probably above thank god it's doomsday and below the wettest stories ever told i would put it right in there I can get on board with that. I mean, uh, the wettest story is ever told at least has that Poseidon adventure uh, parody, which I thought was pretty decent. Yeah, it's there's there. It's not none of those three stories. I think are a little bit. It's more a little more entertaining, a little more laughs, and um, I think it's more inventive and that puts it over the edge for me. It's again, these are splitting hairs here. Yeah, we're splitting terrible, terrible hairs. That's Marge Gamer. It's a new number two sixty two on our list. Right below the wettest stories ever told. Right above, thank God it's doomsday. New number seventy-two on our post golden years ranking. Um, we're not done though, Matt. We're not. Oh no. No, we have one more question to answer. That question is: Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon. The cannon. The cannon. The cannon. Um, I say it stays. Yeah, there's really no reason to kick it out. I mean, nothing stupid or crazy happens, and it just it's it's not bad. Yeah, it, it's not absurd. It is not nothing. There's nothing in it that's offensive. Um, it would be better, obviously, if they just developed these stories more and maybe just did one of them. But uh, we don't have a time machine. If I had a time machine, I probably still wouldn't be using it to correct the Simpsons episodes from. <laughs> no, there's much more important things to correct. Thirteen or fourteen years ago. Um. Yeah. So yeah, it stays. Not a very. That's not like super exciting answer, but yeah, it's, it's a part of the canon. Uh, we can move on to the top of the list as we work our way down. Uh, we're at. Oh, that's right. That's this. This. That's this week. We're gonna have to answer a question, Matt. That the Simpsons themselves have answered. 
Oh, because no. we're at episode number 76 on our list. It is Stark Raving Dad. Oh, goodness. Um, which is ooh. the Michael Jackson episode, which does not air anymore. Stark Raving Dad does not air on uh, on uh, in reruns anymore. They pulled it because of all the Michael Jackson after the Finding Neverland documentary. And, you know, I mean, he's long past at this point, but... Does it stay in the canon? Is that an do, do you here? I I think that you don't erase ugly things. No, and it's like uh, with the older stuff that Disney has put on Disney Plus. You, you put up a warning saying, "Hey, this has happened. This is what the context behind this," and and that's it. And you say, "Okay, we have to acknowledge the horrible things that have come behind us and why they are wrong." Yes, you don't erase them. You don't ignore them. You talk about it and you say, this is where we are now. This is where we were then. We didn't really think about it. And even now, it's still, I don't know, you watch that documentary. It's hard not to, oof. but yeah. you don't erase it. You don't ignore it. You talk about why we, what it is, its context in the world. And, and at this point, like, it's secondary as a Simpsons episode. Like it is a good Simpsons episode. I can't. I can't disagree. And Michael Jackson, his impression on the pop culture is impossible to deny. But you don't want to erase the episode and act like it's just vanished. You talk about it and say, "Here, he's in it." There's accusations against him, and nothing ever was. Nothing ever happened in a court of law. Blah 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 blah. And I know that's a lot harder to do than just ignoring it or erasing it or just you know. Oh yeah, we don't do that anymore. It's more difficult conversation than you have to have, and the fact that a lot of people, you know, were implicit in that support of that person. But it's an important one to have. You can't. You it don't. Is. You don't ignore history. You talk about it. You give it the proper context. You educate. So yes, it's a part of the canon. Um, Stark Raving Dad. Our next episode, Matt. Next episode. The Boys of Bummer. Interesting. I have no idea what it could be. It's a baseball. Bart becomes an outcast, and it's like something about baseball and 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 Bart and Homer selling mattresses. Like, whoa! Ooh, this is not not sounding good. No, I don't. It has received generally mixed and negative reviews from critics, with more negative reviews from fans. So that's good. I like that. That's great. Can't wait. That's next time. Uh, do you want to say uh, we are it is a month out, so I'll start out the call now uh, on Christmas, uh, Christmas, the, the the weekend of Christmas, the holiday week. Basically, uh, I am going to be traveling and we're I don't want don't want to have to worry about releasing a proper episode. So we're going to do another Christmas mailbag. We haven't done one of those in a while, uh, but I'll be putting out calls for questions over the ensuing weeks. But give you guys a heads up. Ask us anything. I don't care. Simpsons related, non-Simpsons related. Uh, that's what this, that episode's going to be. It's just going to be us answering a bunch of questions, talking about whatever we, whatever you want to know. Um, that will be on that week, uh, the day after Christmas. But give you guys a heads up for that. I think that'll do it for us. Uh, I... Wait, so our website is thesimpsonshow.com. It has links to everything, our, our Twitter, to our RSS feed, a link to our Patreon, help us out the show. Everyone who supports us, we really appreciate you. It pays for hosting, helps keeps the lights on, uh, and pay for our all the time commitment, et cetera, et cetera. We appreciate you. Um, and Matt's trenchant insights about Bill Murray. How dare he say such terrible what? things. Um, 
You can also find that list, our best episode ever list is also on our website. Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. That's my name. My website is also my name. It is RobbieDorman.com. It has links to everything I do on the internet, to all my podcasts, and links to purchase my horror novels. Now there are nine of them. What does What Dwells Beneath the Waves is now out and available. Uh, you can go buy it on Amazon. Uh, it's a great book. Uh, it is uh, Carl Hyacin meets H.P. Lovecraft uh, as we as our our heroes try and stop a Florida man cultist from summoning what sleeps beneath the sea. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Climate catastrophe meets H.P. Lovecraft. Gotta love it. Go get it. Appreciate everybody who buys it who has taken a chance on my books. I love you with all my heart. All of it. All every little ventricle. I don't don't whisper things like that, Matt. That's kind of creepy. Do that. <laughs> um, Matt does not participate participate in social media. You will not find him. It's true. I spend all my days chasing after kittens. And if you would like to see these adorable kittens, you can check out Kitten Turns K I T T I N T E R N S on Instagram and just see how adorable they are. And maybe maybe pick out a sweet little kitten for yourself. Uh, I endorse I endorse that product and or <laughs> this product and or service and or service. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching this episode. Shh.